everyone, welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Okay, so with all the non-hubbub out there, I just mean there's nothing out there. Uh, just emptiness. Just emptiness. The universe <laughs> has no matter in it. There's Not no, even dark matter. There's no hubbub out there. So let's talk about something that could be very potentially boring. <laughs> and that is... In my opinion, it's anyway. It's not nap time. I'm putting that out there. <laughs> In my opinion, anyway, it's about cars. <laughs> Yay. You have a stick shift car. Uh-huh. So maybe you can explain to me how a clutch works. Okay. That's cool. Uh, quick, quick side note about stick shift cars. Uh, my dad needed to go to France for family stuff, and he needed to rent a car. So they gave him a manual transmission hybrid. And I'm like, how do you have a manual transmission hybrid? And I, I was like, that's, that's so weird. So meaning like it's half automatic and half stick? No, so it's full stick. Uh, but you also have an electric motor that's connected to the wheels. Um, and I guess it only kicks in when you press the gas, but you still need a shift. And that part makes no sense to me, like... To g- the the whole point of a hybrid in my mind is so that way you can get like the most efficient fuel economy by running the engine at the peak RPM that like gives it the most the most energy and you charge batteries that then move the wheels and that's like the the highest efficiency you can get mm-hmm. but it seems like this is just like forcing him to drive stick with better mileage. Well, before I I don't know what the problem is because I don't know how to stick works. So how, okay, anyways, <laughs> what's uh, the problem? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, uh, we'll save that for another time. No, um, we can revisit that at the end as to why that is a problem after you explain what okay, a stick cool. is. Okay, uh, cool. So uh, we don't care what a stick is for this for uh, this how question, it works, how it works. but how do what is a clutch? Um, so what people is it were, like a purse? Is it like a little mini purse? Yeah, it's Call a clutch. A clutch. Um, and you, you lean on it. Um, so, uh, in, in a manual transmission car, you have three pedals. You have the gas and brakes that you yeah. operate with your right foot. And then you have a different pedal that you operate not with your like ankle, but with your whole leg. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the clutch and what and it's the clutch pedal. Um, and what you do with the clutch is you either connect or disconnect the engine from the drivetrain, which is like the wheels basically. Um, so you choose at which gear ratio you want this connection to be in. That's what the stick is. Uh-huh. Um, and it actually moves gears. It says like, Hey, this gear is connected to this gear. And when you move it in one of the different positions, either you have a five speed or a six speed, uh, and sometimes seven, uh, and in trucks you have like dual clutches It's crazy. Uh, but in any case you can choose like which gears are connected to what. And that's what translates the fixed speed of the engine in RPM to the variable speed of your wheels basically does that make sense so it makes the wheel spin faster at different speed or what yeah basically um there is a need in a mechanical car to choose between speed or power because uh the engine like it had it spins very very fast um and you need to turn that into uh something that's relatively slow like if you think of an engine going 2000 rotations per minute your wheel does not do a single rotation per minute if you're like accelerating at a stop sign right it's going very slowly yeah um so you need to turn all that 
speed, that spinning of the engine into a lot of it. So to move a car from zero to five miles per hour takes a lot of energy. Like it's a big thing. It weighs a ton plus, right? That uh, has fat humans inside of it. Um, and, and by fat yourself. humans, I, I mean us because we eat too much. Um, Speak for yourself, mister. Um, and, and it takes a lot of energy. So you need to have a different gear ratio to do that versus you're on the highway, you're already going 60 miles per hour and you need to either speed up the car or just keep it going at an optimal miles per gallon. Right? So that is, requires a different gear ratio to get that working properly. So you need a way. What is is the gear ratio? And like, what does that mean physically? Like, are the gears just larger or are they like heavier? That way they can spin faster. Like what does any of that mean? Okay, so th- think of it this way. You have a uh, you have a gear that's attached to the engine, okay? And it spins at 2,000 times a second. Okay. You can make something spin faster by attaching it to a small gear. Like that big gear is now connected to a little one. And that little one is directly attached to an e- to a large one again. So now as the big one turns, one rotation, it spun the little gear 10 times in that single time. Uh, So therefore, the big gear that's attached to the little one spun 10 times faster than the first gear that's attached to the engine. Does that make sense? uh You made something go faster as a result of that. Okay. Whereas if you put a little gear on the engine and that's attached to a big one, Uh and that big one is directly connected to another tiny gear, Uh as that little gear does one rotation, the big one only moved one-tenth of the way. And therefore, the little gear that's attached to it directly only moved one-tenth of the way. So what you did is you turned speed into power. Like you turned one full rotation into one tenth, but with ten times the power. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, and there's fancier terminology for all this, like torque and stuff like that. I don't really understand it. I failed physics. Um, so <laughs> don't let the world know about your failures. Uh, all I know is that like calculating gear ratios is really easy. You just count the teeth and you divide. Um, so basically, you need to have different gear ratios for different situations. One from going from nothing to something. One, to go in reverse, like you need the gears to be hooked up differently. Uh, One, to be able to accelerate at a high speed, and so on and so forth. So uh, you need a way to connect the engine to these different gear ratios. They're different systems, basically. And the way you do that is via the clutch. The clutch, its whole purpose is to separate the engine from the wheels temporarily so you can change the gear ratio. And once you change the gear ratio... You can reconnect them and then it will now spin at that new ratio. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the purpose of a clutch. Now you might wonder, how does that work? Uh, Well, it's very, it's very simple. You have basically a container filled with oil, like a disc or balloon you can think of. It's made out of metal, but um, it's empty on the inside and uh, it resembles kind of like a, like a filled donut. Okay, the jelly on the inside is a bunch of oil, but the donut is the shape. And then coming out of the donut on each end are your 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 input and your output, basically the engine on one side and the wheels on the other. And inside the donut, you have two discs. Okay, and when these discs are very close together, one will directly move the other one. They have like little notches, so they kind of connect. And that's how the engine moves the tires, basically. Now, what the clutch does is when you press the clutch, it will physically separate these discs. So now one can spin independently of the other one. 
So they're no longer directly connected. They've been squeezed apart. And once they're squeezed apart, you can disconnect the wheels from the engine, meaning the wheels can now turn at a different speed. Namely, they can stop spinning at all while you change the gear ratio. And then once you reconnect it, then the engine will be moving the wheels at a different gear ratio, which is why it's really easy to stall when you're uh, driving a, a manual transmission car is because if you mess up this process and the engine cannot turn the wheels for whatever reason, because when you re-engage the clutch, like the wheels cannot physically turn at that speed anymore um, because you're stopped, for instance, you like change from six, one first gear to sixth gear, then the car will stall. Because you will stop the engine, you'll physically stop the engine from turning. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. There's that part that you said with the donut on the inside, and then you have the two gears that are going, that are touching each other or separating, and that's yeah, they're like two plates basically, two flat plates but with that, little grooves. But that's not the part that is the the when you change shift, right? When you no. go from five to six, right? That comes after it. So the, oh that so that part comes at the other end of the donut. Yeah. So you have one side of the donut that's the engine always spinning at like two thousand RPM. Okay. Roughly, um, you can see in the car it goes from one thousand to six thousand, but two thousand to three thousand that's like the the normal speed, right? Okay. So then one side connects to the engine, and then you in the center you have like this little donut thing that has a. The two gears that if they locked onto each other, then that's what spins the other end, which is the wheels. Yep. Otherwise, if they disengage, then the wheel is not... Well, then the wheels can spin at one speed and the engine Engine can speed at a different speed. And then that allows you to then change gear, meaning swap in a different disc. Yep. Basically, when you move the stick, Uh that is changing the actual position of the gears. So then that means at the output mm-hmm. where the wheels are there's a bunch of discs that are just like spinning very quickly <laughs> hanging around that yeah. is waiting for its turn to then come in or yep. like yeah basically so you have it's it's a series of three like different systems mm-hmm. that you can move you can like reposition them and by repositioning them it changes the gear ratio like it's, it's pretty fancy so it's not like you have like five discs for first through for fifth shift gear. shift one, two, two, three, four, five. It's yeah. not like you have five discs for that. You just have... Yeah, you're basically moving two of the discs to different positions within that system. And the position is dictated by where the stick actually is in the gearbox. Like, it's it's pretty complicated, the exact way that they fit together. But if you imagine it as... Uh, the stick shift is just choosing one of five different gears. Like, that analogy kind of works, even though that's not physically what's happening. So then what is really happening? Well, the... Like, the, there's different ti- there's different little tiny discs that kind of come together to form a five or a six? Exactly. And that same... Those same uh, gears, if you change the position of them... Then they become it, like a four. Exactly. Okay. And then based... If they're on the top part or the bottom part, on the left or the right which is basically the one, two, three, four, five, six, uh-huh. um, that will change all of that. And then once you go in reverse, it basically removes a gear, so then everything spins in the other direction. Okay, so then how does the gas fit in when you do gas? So when you do gas, that changes the RPM of the engine. The engine. Yeah, okay. so instead of going 2,000 RPM, it goes 3,000 RPM. 
which is like a third difference. So you want the correct gear ratio to turn that into wheel speed, which is in miles per hour. Okay. So uh, that's why like driving a six shift is a little more difficult than an automatic is because you need to get these ratios correct. It's not like you have to do any math in your head, but you have to know for this situation, I need to be in a low gear. For this situation, I need to be in a higher mm-hmm. gear. Oftentimes, go for it. When do you know when to change your gear? Yeah, so oftentimes you will learn by sound. Right, that's what I was going to say. I know you always try to listen, but like how do you know what sound that is? Yeah, so you will learn to recognize the hum of your car. So if it's like, hmm, that's probably around 2,500 RPM. If it starts going, hmm, then you're on the higher RPMs. So then do you, if you make that sound, do Mm -hmm. you then... Go lower or higher? It depends what you're doing. So if your purpose is to accelerate, uh-huh. like while that's happening, then what you do is you shift up. You go to the next higher gear. So to do that, you press on the clutch, you disengage the the discs, you change the gear to a higher gear, and then you release the clutch back together. When the car makes that really that sound that you mm-hmm. just yeah, when it starts to rev up, yep. is that because? You're pushing on the gas, which is making the engine spin really fast, exactly. but then the wheels isn't keeping up. Is that No, it, it's purely the sound of the engine. So you don't ever hear the sound of the wheels. Right. You're just hearing the sound of the engine. So if the engine is going faster, it will make that higher pitch sound. But but if the engine is going revving up, it's making that sound. And if you want to go faster, like you said, then you want to shift up, right? Or is it shift yes. down? No, so you're going to shift up because it's making that sound. Right. But, but by shifting up, it allows you to go faster, right? Yeah, so what you did is you just, you said, okay, the engine is nearing its limit. It can't go any faster than what it's doing. Uh-huh. So I'm going to disconnect the engine from the wheels i'm going to stop pressing on the gas i'm going to choose a higher gear ratio the engine rpm is going to go back to normal and then before it goes all the way down i'm going to re-engage it into i'm going to re-engage it into a higher uh gear ratio and that means that now i can restart the process i can go "Mm," again but instead of starting at 40 miles per hour i can do that at 50 miles per hour Okay, so then the shifting allows you to change the range. Yeah, the window. The range. Yeah, the window of speed that you're kind of operating. Okay. Does that make sense? And of course, it's more complicated because you don't necessarily need to be pressing on the gas for the engine to rev up. For instance, you're going fast and you press on the brakes. What's going to happen now is your wheels are going to uh, slow down. And the wheel slowing down means the engine is going to slow down, right? So if you disconnect... So you press on the clutch and you go to a lower gear. What's going to happen is the engine is going to... First, it's going to go... Mm, like it's going to get deeper. Meaning it's slowing the Meaning engine down. Meaning the, the engine's slowing down. You'll see the RPMs drop to like 1,000. Um, that's when you press the clutch. You go to a lower gear. And now that you're in a lower gear, the ratio is different. So now as soon as you reconnect that, the engine will go... Mm. So, then, so then let me let me ask you. So let's say, for instance, you're going downhill. You're yeah. not, you can't really pass on the gas, but you're constantly accelerating. So the only way to really control that is to on push the on the, your brake. Uh-huh. But pushing on your brake sometimes is still not enough, right? Because you are going, you're accelerating too quickly. Yeah, you're going downhill, steep. right? Yeah. So then at that point, do you, you would put your gears on a lower number. Mm-hmm. 
by doing that, are you essentially saying that like, hey, you cannot go, you cannot exceed higher than this amount of RPM. So then you're essentially slowing down your car. Yeah. So basically the engine isn't like you can cause the engine to go way too fast with like putting gas into it, mm -hmm. like making more explosions basically. Um, but it comes at a certain point in time that that gets too hot and it's bad. Yeah. So you don't want to be in the red part of the RPMs. Yeah. That's what that is. Um, now the, when you're going down a hill, something similar happens, except you are not using gas at all. Right. The gas is turned off in that situation. Um, and you're actually saving on gas. Like you cannot do this in an automatic where you use zero gas to like move the engine forward, but you can in a manual transmission because the wheels are turning the motor. Like as your car is speeding down the hill. So if you put it in a lower gear, you can, you won't come to a complete stop, but you will save your uh, brake pads because you have a second force at hand adding friction, meaning the actual barrels in the engine are slowing down the wheels because they're directly connected to it. Wait, I, I guess you said that the engine dictates how fast the wheels spin. But it also goes the other way around because the wheels are okay. connected to the engine. Okay, so if the wheels slow down, then engine will also slow down. Yes, and if that happens too fast, too suddenly, the engine stops and you stall. And you stall. Yeah, because because the car comes to a complete stop and then the engine, you don't want that to ever come to a complete stop, so it actually stalls. And so in automatics, this happens like when you come to a stop sign, the engine will stall itself and then as soon as you press on the gas, you hear... And it mm -hmm. starts up again, like on modern cars. So on a manual transmission, you don't ever want to do that. Uh, well, the car won't do it for you, but you don't ever want to stall your engine because it's like it's putting a stick in the, in the wheel and it stops everything. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not really good. Okay. I, I have another question. Uh -huh. In my car, I have an automatic car. Yeah. But I have these pedal shifters that allow... Paddle shifters. Paddle shifters that let me do one, two, three, four, five, or whatever. Uh -huh. And I, I play with those quite a bit. How does that work if if it's in an automatic? Meaning it's not... I'm faking the shifting, right? I'm faking the clutching, right? Yeah. So an automatic transmission is much more complicated. There's like a ton of like gears at play to kind of self-regulate the speed and the amount of energy you need to send to the wheels mm -hmm. but with computers you can control this to a certain extent so you can say i want the window of like a th typical third gear to be uh maintained much longer than it would have typically been so if you set it to manually be third gear then as you accelerate instead of shifting to fourth it's going to stay in third does that okay. make sense? So now if you shift to fourth manually, then it's going to let the automatic transition change to fourth gear. And now you're in quote unquote fourth gear. Uh -huh. So there's still gearboxes at play, except they're managed more automatically and more indirectly. Meaning it's not a computer controlling which gear you're in. It's a computer saying the window for this gear is a little larger than regular. Because if you accelerate too much on an, in an automatic, you it will switch out of manual mode, right? Or if you stop abruptly, yeah, yeah, yeah. it will switch out of it. Or if, you, if you're if you in that gear for a little bit too long, it will recorrect itself to the automatic. Mm -hmm. And the automatic will take over again. Yeah, so it's, it's so, just a way of like 
put, giving a hint to the gearbox that is the automatic transmission that you want to stay in this ratio mm-hmm. a little bit longer than otherwise. Yeah, it's it's pretty helpful in terms of like, especially for an automatic, it's really hard to all of a sudden gain speed very fast mm-hmm. if you want to try to bypass somebody. So having that actually is very useful. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I don't really understand how it works. So sometimes I kind of, like, fumble with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm not getting the same smoothness when I accelerate. It kind of, like, jerks a feels little. as if it's not right. You know, like, I'm about to break the car. Mm-hmm. And that's where the clutch comes in. Because the clutch gives you ultimate control over everything it's not an on and off it's not connected or disconnected Mm -hmm. you choose the percentage at which it disconnects so when you don't have your foot on the pedal it's connected Mm -hmm. and as you press the pedal all the way and you disconnect 100 percent. but then if you're in the middle of the pedal you can imagine the two plates are kind of close together so 50 percent of the power of the engine goes to the wheels or vice versa Mm -hmm. so you can smoothly transition as much as you want But at the same time, you want to try not to be disconnected 100% because then you have one thing spinning very fast and another thing not spinning at all Mm -hmm. in your your clutch, which means that all the oil that's in the clutch is now uh, encountering a lot of friction. You don't have the oil that's spinning at the same speed as the discs. um, And then that heats up and then your clutch will quite literally burn. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that like, in order to knowing when to change when to change your gear mm-hmm. you kind of just have to listen to the sound mm-hmm. but is there a time where it's not correct for you to change your gear like engage the clutch or is it any time during that window if you want to go up or down gear you kind of just can do it yeah like like does that make sense what mm-hmm. I'm asking? Like, what if you do it at the wrong time and your car break or something? Like, is it possible for the gear to, like, not want to turn because it's... Okay, think of it this way. When gears are engaged... Yeah. Okay, they are not going to move. Like, they're spinning very, very quickly. Right. And they're essentially locked together. Right. And your pushing on the stick is not going to do much. Mm-hmm. It'll put stress on the gears and the thing holding the gears. Yeah. But it's not actually going to be able to disengage or engage. However, there's one uh, there's one uh, point in time where you are going basically at the speed that a third gear would enjoy and that a fourth gear would enjoy. Meaning the third gear and the fourth gear are spinning at the exact same speed. Uh-huh. You can switch from third to fourth with no clutch. Okay. That window is tiny. No, but that's not what I'm asking, though. What I'm That's not what I'm asking, though. What I'm trying to ask is when you want to go from one gear to another, like you said, inside the donut, these two gears are locked onto each other, which allows... Two plates. It, two plates. Gears. Okay, so these two plates are locked together, which allows the engine and the wheels to be spinning together. Yeah. But what I'm wondering is, since are the two discs spinning at the same time, or yep. they're just locking? No, they're spinning. They're together. spinning. So they then, are the things that are connected to the okay. axles on so each other. So then if the two things are locked together and they're spinning, if you want to like separate that, I feel like that would be hard to separate, right? Imagine you have something that is locked onto each other and it's moving at a speed where you can't, if you were to just jerk it open, it, like it won't do that, right? Yeah, so it's a mechanism. Absolutely. So then is there like an ultimate optimal point 
point where like doing this won't break anything or is it that whenever you push on the clutch it always does that so if everything is spinning at the same speed yeah well okay so imagine my two fingers so i'm making like circular motions with both my fingers um in the air and if i want to separate them they will separate just fine and if I want to join them back together, they'll join together back just fine. Oh, so they'll still spin as they separate yeah, outward. Exactly. Now, the problem oh. is, as you separate them, now the wheel might continue to go at the same speed, but the engine is now going to slow down because you're no longer oh, pressing so on the gas. Oh, so then these two plates are spinning so now, at different speeds. if you release the clutch suddenly, they go jam back together, and, then and you had something that's going slow, now rapidly really connecting to something that's going really fast. Guess what's going to happen? The thing that's going really fast is going to shave down yeah. the thing that's going really slow. And is that what you mean by like burning your clutch? Well, what happens in the situation is the oil that's in there is going to heat up very, very quickly and uh. burn. And that's usually what you would smell like actually burning um, if you mess that up. Now, what generally happens when you do this wrong, like when you when you release the clutch all of a sudden, is the car comes to a sudden stall. Because most of the time the engine is spinning very fast, but the wheels are stopped. You came to a stop. Right. This is the most typical like stalling point for someone learning how to drive a stick shift. Um, and as you press on the brakes, you're stopping the wheels. The engine, you don't want it to stop though, so you press on the clutch and you separate them. Yeah. Okay? Now engine is still spinning, but wheels it's are stopped. stopped. Yeah. Like you can't move them at all because they're connected to the ground. Yeah. Okay. So if you release the clutch at this point, spinning engine hits not not plate. spinning yeah. uh, wheels the car jerks forward as they rapidly reconnect uh and then the engine is stopped by this whole process and therefore the engine stalls that makes sense yeah and you have to restart the car okay now uh alternatively what you might have done is you change while you're while you press on the clutch you change it to neutral and by being in neutral what this means is that the wheels are no longer connected to this disc Okay, you disconnected via the gearbox the wheels from the disc. Um, and now what's going to happen is because the disc is no longer connected to the wheels, there's nothing preventing it from spinning inside of the clutch. Mm -hmm. Because the clutch, all the oil's moving with the disc from the engine, right? Mm -hmm. So that oil is going to tell, is going to basically push that disc along and have it spin. And the closer, the more you remove your foot from the clutch pedal, the closer these two plates get the more that they're going to be influenced by one another. And therefore, the engine is going to be spinning both sides, like, equally well. So in your gearbox, you have one gear that's spinning very quickly, and then one gear that's dead stopped Which in is, your wheel. Right, but that's because you disengage it from the discs, right? Yeah, so the discs are connected now, yeah. because the car's still running, it's on. And those are spinning. Right. With the engine. With the engine. But the and wheel... And then in the gearbox, you have the gear from the clutch spinning very quickly, but it's not connected to anything because But then neutral. if you were to re-engage those two, wouldn't you have the same problem as in like they're both spinning at different speed and then when you connect them, it's not going to Well, again, it depends. well? It, it depends. So now if you want to start up again, you will press on the clutch so you disengage these two things. They're still kind of spinning, but one is not connected to anything. One's connected to the engine, okay? Mm -hmm. The one that's not connected to anything, it goes to the gearbox. It's currently neutral. You put in first gear. First gear will have a, a gear that's spinning, but with no power behind it. So you can put a gear into there, and it will like click into place and tell 
the disc in the clutch that's not connected to the engine, that's connected to the wheels, mm -hmm. to stop spinning. Okay? So now you have disc from the engine spinning, disc from the wheels not spinning, but you're in first gear. Right. As you pr release the clutch, what's going to happen is the disc from the engine is going to move all the oil that's going to move the disc that's connected to the wheels. And that's set at such a gear ratio where that little bit of movement is going to turn into a lot of power on the wheel. So that disc can start spinning very rapidly and the wheel will just move a tiny little bit. Mm -hmm. And what this means is just by releasing the clutch, you can accelerate the car because it's going to have a little bit of gas going to it at all times, whether you press on the gas or not. Um, and eventually you are going to need to press on the gas to get the car really moving. Um, but that's the most direct point in time where the wheels can basically be not moving and be connected to the engine and it be semi all right is only in first gear it's basically to get the car moving and then you move out of first gear into second gear and you can actually drive like normal that's why in first gear everything is very jumpy jerky, yeah. jerky and jumpy is because things are as most directly connected as possible to get the car moving just add more gas yeah just add more gas or uh, if you're going fast enough and uh and you're everything's engaged and you're going downhill for instance if you don't add any gas, the engine will shut off gas. Like it's not going to bother putting a little bit of gas in the engine to get it running because the wheels will be turning the engine and keeping it running. That's all the engine cares about. It doesn't care about the explosions. It just cares about it actually moving because it only goes in like one direction. Um, so that's how that works. Mm -hmm. I hope that made sense. Yeah. Um, enough. Good enough for me. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.